June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Biden-Putin sit-down is underway. We should decide where it's in our mutual interest to cooperate. Israeli airstrikes in Gaza. The first since the ceasefire. Celebrating a vaccination milestone. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan. And I'm Stephen Portnoy in Geneva, Switzerland with the CBS World News Roundup. President Biden's summit with his Russian counterpart has just begun. The two leaders arrived last hour at an 18th century villa overlooking Lake Geneva. La Suisse. They were greeted by Swiss President Guy Parmelin. I wish you both presidents a fruitful dialogue in the interest of your two countries and the world. The two men shook hands and walked together into the villa. Mr. Biden's agenda for this meeting is long. The president intended to press Vladimir Putin on a range of issues, from the recent hacking of U.S. government agencies and private companies to the poisoning and jailing of opposition leader Alexei Navalny. Then there's the years-long war Russia has waged against its neighbor Ukraine. As the president put it to U.S. troops when he arrived here in Europe last week. To meet with Mr. Putin to let him know what I want him to know. The program for the day looks like this. The two leaders are meeting now with their respective foreign ministers by their sides. Sergei Lavrov behind Putin and Secretary of State Antony Blinken with Mr. Biden. That intimate session with interpreters was scheduled to run an hour and 20 minutes. Later, a larger group of aides will join. When it's over, Putin will hold a press conference and then Mr. Biden will stand for questions from White House correspondents. The summit is taking place in this ancient European city whose modern history tracks with the modern history of diplomacy. The Geneva Conventions were signed here. The League of Nations was based here. World trade is governed here. During the Cold War especially, Geneva was the place to be. Former local official Claude Bonnard recalls a series of high-profile meetings here. We had this big summit, Reagan Gorbachev. Hopes were high in 1985 that the U.S. and Soviet leaders could achieve detente. This Biden-Putin summit occurs at a low point for relations. And yet, both men have expressed the hope that they can see eye-to-eye on certain issues. Stanford University lecturer Rose Gottemuller was a top official at NATO. We have mutual positive interests that we need to work on, uh, such as uh, making sure that Afghanistan does not collapse and making sure that uh, nuclear weapons continue to be in a process of limitation and and control. The White House has set expectations for so-called deliverables low, but aides say it's likely the leaders will at least direct their teams to keep talking. And they've not excluded the possibility that the U.S. and Russia might send their ambassadors back to Moscow and Washington. 
both returned home amid the American response to the solar winds hack. Arriving here in Geneva, the president said he's always ready for a meeting such as this. First Lady Jill Biden described her husband as overprepared. We'll find out from both leaders how it went when it's over later today. Steve? Well, Stephen, there's been some new violence in the Middle East, and it comes weeks after Israel reached a ceasefire with Hamas. Israeli war planes struck Hamas targets in Gaza after Palestinians launched fiery balloons that torched fields in Israel. The flare-up followed a controversial flag march by Jewish nationalists in Jerusalem's disputed Old City. It's a test for Israel's new government and the fragile Gaza ceasefire that began four weeks ago. Robert Berger, CBS News, Jerusalem. Here at home, a celebration in New York. Fireworks heralded the state hitting a goal of getting 70% of adults at least partially vaccinated against COVID-19. Most remaining restrictions have been lifted. Governor Andrew Cuomo says people can, quote, now return to life as we know it. It comes as the national COVID death toll now tops 600,000. CBS's Dr. David Agus. We have the, obviously the deaths, but it's also the suffering associated with it. It is the people who are hospitalized and then recover and yet have ongoing lung and other issues that we have to think about. The education department says it's erasing hundreds of millions in student debt for thousands of borrowers who attended a for-profit college chain that made exaggerated claims about its graduate success in finding jobs. This affects former students of ITT Technical Institute, a chain that closed up in 2016. Unprecedented triple-digit June heat persists in the West, shattering all kinds of records. CBS News meteorologist Jeff Baradelli says there's no let-up the rest of the week. Las Vegas could hit 115. And by Thursday and Friday, the valleys of California, places like Fresno and Bakersfield, could reach 110 to 115 degrees. And as a result, many all-time June records are in jeopardy. 107 in Salt Lake City yesterday was the highest temperature there in more than 100 years. Well, high heat is straining the Texas energy grid, creating a potential second power crisis just four months after the last one during a bone-chilling winter cold snap. Now, grid managers want to limit power use through the end of the week to avoid trouble. I can tolerate the cold, but the heat, I just don't deal with. Pete Sedotti is trying to buy a generator to help keep his AC on. Travis Burns sells the devices but says there's a six- to eight-month wait. They just want to have the peace of mind to have a unit on their house so that they're not walking on eggshells all the time worried about, is the power going to go out? What am I going to do? From China, there's word a nuclear power plant near Hong Kong has broken reactor fuel rods, but no radioactivity leaked. Officials said on social media radiation did rise inside the plant's number one reactor, but was contained. Yesterday, for a second straight day, Southwest Airlines was hit by a technical issue that led to more than 500 flight cancellations and more than 1,000 delays. A frustrating day for a lot of flyers. They just told us we can't go home. We get on, we get on. If we don't, we'll just wait. Computer network connectivity was blamed for yesterday's problems. Issues with a third-party weather information system caused more than 1,500 delays on Monday. The U.S. Senate has passed a bill that would make June 19th, Juneteenth, as it's known, a federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery. It's expected to easily pass the House to become the 12th federal holiday. Most states already recognize it in some fashion.
A leadership battle has been settled in the Southern Baptist Convention. A push from the far right has been rejected in favor of a man who vows to bridge racial divides. In his campaign video, Alabama Pastor Ed Litton says minorities enrich the Southern Baptist Convention. Their leadership and experience is critical in reaching our cities with the gospel and in our communities. But he acknowledges a divide between the convention and black churches. Some of them are actually asking, why should we remain in the SBC? My answer, because we want you and we need you. Litton was nominated by a black pastor who once headed the convention. He defeated a candidate backed by a new group called the Conservative Baptist Network. Peter King, CBS News. Virus experts have told Olympic organizers in Tokyo it would be safe to allow spectator crowds of up to 10,000 at events. Officials will make a call on that soon. That's the Roundup for Stephen Portnoy in Geneva. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. I use the internet. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.